0: What's up, sports fans? This is your boy Red coming at you with another edition of Talking Sports with Red. And before I get to the news for the first Saturday of the college football season, I'm going to talk about um, the news that broke on Friday. The ACC officially voted to accept SMU, Stanford, and Cal um, in the 2024 season because, as we all know, this is the last season of the Pac 12. Stanford and Cal will get a thirty percent um, of the TV revenue for seven years, and SMU, of course, they have all those on um, rich um donors and boosters, all that oil money out there in um, Texas. They have decided to take no TV revenue for nine years. Um, that's a big sacrifice, but like I said, they have a, they have deep pockets with the supporters of the university. Um, they haven't been in um, a major conference since the Southwest Conference dissolved back in 95, so they've been waiting to get back to big time football for a long time. I know Eric Dickinson, um their most famous alumni, um, has been uh, really hoping for that, so I know he's very happy. Um, and as far as the last two remaining Pac-12 schools, Oregon State and Washington State, they only have two options. Either they can go independent or they can join the Mountain West. Um, and like I said, it's gonna be a big drop off in revenue for them. So I feel bad for those um, student athletes and athletic departments at those um, universities because the Mountain West, I think they only make like four or five million a year off TV revenue. So gonna be a significant drop off. But they are gonna get a lot of money um, because of the buyouts for the um, teams that's leaving. The um, leaving the pack 12 going to other countries, they're going to get a significant portion of um the money left over from the old schools. Now, let's go on to the action from yesterday because I'm recording this on Sunday. Um, first off, the big news heading into week one the biggest story was um Deion Sanders. Um, of course, he had success in his few seasons and um, Jackson State the LCS level so there was a lot of talk could he do it at the top level, at the LBS level and um, they look good they beat TCU 45-42 to 42. of course TCU with the runner up last year, they lost in the National Championship game uh, they had to replace a lot but uh, that still was an impressive win uh, Shador actually broke the um, school pass yard records had over 500 yards passing Travis Hunter um did this um coach proud by going both ways, did like DN used to do back in the day he played both ways. Um had over hundred yards receiving an interception. Looked very impressive. And um the theme for the first week, a lot of the um big time schools play small, like FCS schools or lower level, FBS schools, so there were several blowouts and um it's rare that you see 70 point games and eighty even rare to see eighty point game. But yesterday Oregon beat Portland State by a score of eighty-one to seven. Like I say, Portland State is the LCS school. Old Miss beat Mercer by a score of seventy-three to seven. Um, Mercer is Mercer's LCS school. Oklahoma didn't have the best season last year. Brett Venables had been catching a lot of heat, but they looked good yesterday, even though they played Arkansas State, which is from the Sun Sunbelt Sun Belt is an improving league, but Arkansas State is one of the um worst Sun Belt teams. Um, they beat them 73 to nothing. So, like I said, Oklahoma did look a lot better, much improved over last season. And uh, last but not least, the big other than Deion Sanders, a big question in the offseason that people were looking forward to seeing was how would Jalen Miro do it? was expected that he would be the starter. Um, uh, him or, you know, they had Tyler Butler come in from Notre Dame. And um, Ty Simpson was also already in Tuscaloosa. So some people thought Ty Simpson would um, win it because he had more experience. He knew the playbook and Tyler Butler was coming in. And um, Miro had accuracy issues in his um, small amount of playing time that he did get on the field last year. But Miro did a great job. You're thirteen or eighteen for 194 yards, and uh, he made Alabama history on um, Vice like Shadordi in the um, Colorado excuse me the Colorado game. James Miro, the first Alabama quarterback to have three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns, and he also didn't throw any in interceptions. And to go along with those two rushing touchdowns, he had 48 yards on the ground. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. Next week, the game of the week, Texas visits Tuscaloosa to take on Alabama. Of course, last year, Texas played Alabama real close. Alabama won by one point. Um, Texas, they struggled early. I saw some of that game, they struggled early, but they did pull away from Rice. And um, they won pretty big in the end. Um, U.S. did well last year against Alabama, but the Alabama defense was nasty last night. They looked like um, one of the old-school Alabama defense, but I expected that with Kevin still coming in for them to get back to fundamentals. Last few seasons, they were missing tackles and not getting – getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. But that Alabama defense looked great last year. Like I said, if you've been listening to my um, show, you know I'm an Alabama fan, even though I talk about college football as a whole. So I was glad to see the D come out and play very disciplined and um, and Miro do a good job. So I'm looking forward to that Texas game next week because I know – all kinds of football fans are, no matter who you go for. Okay, that's it, on fans, for this week's edition of Talking Sports with Red. Remember to hit that um, like button and that follow or subscribe button. Spread the word and tune in every week, every Sunday. I'm going to do an episode reviewing Saturday's games and talking about a little bit about the games for the following week. So until next week, this is your boy Red signing off.